All right, Dutch, you got my coffee in this weird-ass dolphin Myrtle Beach mug. Does it got Santa in the middle? I don't know. That looks... Hold on. Can you get COVID by drinking out of a Myrtle Beach mug? <laughs> I don't think you can, but you can... Well, uh, I mean, it's already happened. Myrtle Beach dolphins. I want to see the sand. It's not sand. It's painted. Don't get sassy with it me. It does look like sand, though. That's not your job anyway. You're not sassy. All right, well, lucky for the people that watch this, they don't pay us to talk about coffee mugs. They pay True. us to talk about wrestling. That's what we're here to do on this Saturday after. It was two two weeks after July 4th. I was about to say mm -hmm. after July yep. 4th. Two weeks after July 4th. You're good at math. Still pile of shit. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, here we are. So the only joy we find in life right now is doing these fucking wrestling podcasts. And I love it. And it's fun. So that's why we're here. That's why you're here watching it. Whether you're on the High Spots Wrestling Network or our Patreon, thank you to Keelan. Shout out. Hello. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Boom. He's like, it cuts to his camera so nobody knows where care. he is. In the studio, I still want to do it. <laughs> All right. Well, Keelan's our special guest. We got some awesome ass topics. I'm going to do this whole thing with limiting Dutch talking because I know he's going to talk so fucking much when this thing starts. Uh, so without further ado, episode 11, Brassic Open Forum Show. Sip coffee. Hit the button, Dutch. Water. 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 <sighs> the reason I'm so smart with wrestling is because I'm a wrestling robot. You're not a robot. That's why I'm so successful. Okay. Not now. Nope. In the past. Wait, so you transformed from a robot to a man? Just call me Patrick Cornette. <laughs> How did you make the, the transition? Because I was successful in the past. Oh, like, what do you mean? The yeah, from the robot to a human. From the what to the human? A robot. You're a robot. A wrestling so, robot. Yeah, there you go. A wrestling robot. God damn, this is going to be an awesome episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right. We're good. I'm not. We're not stopping. We're nope, rolling nope, through nope, because no, we're yeah. starting an hour late. Yeah. Because I didn't have my shit together. I, no, I'm taking, I'm taking he didn't blame. have his crap together. I'm taking together. the blame. I'm not used to having three people in the studio. <sighs> Speaking of, he said hello in the intro, but now you can officially say hello. We have one of our patrons, patron, patrons, Patreons. patrons, oh, patrons. Patrons. I can never get that shit right. Patrons. Patrons. Patrons on Patreons. Keelan's in the house. Hi, my name is Keelan, and I am wearing a shirt that says proud because I am proudly gay, and we'll say that <laughs> on camera on any day. <laughs> he doesn't hide it. We read the reviews. They said the show needs a little gay. Just a little bit gay. Keelan is here. <laughs> Keelan is here to help out. So... Hey. Proud to add to this dynamic. If you overdose on gay in this episode, it's because of Keelan. Next time Keelan's on, we'll tell him to tone it down a little bit, but he's not going <laughs> to listen. So just get used to it. And he told right? us not to hold back. He wants us to no. embrace this. Yeah. And, oh, then, and, I, and you know, I want to say too, like Keelan is, like I asked him specifically to come on today, and like it was a spur of the moment. I'm like, hey man, would you like to come on today? Like, how would you feel about that if we discussed a certain topic? And he was like, yep. You could. You tell me when. You could not snap your fingers faster than how I said yes. I was just like, yeah, sure. Like, I like, didn't even get I'll it out of my all mouth. my plans. Like, it's totally fine. I will absolutely do this. You and know why, I, don't you? He wants to be in the room with somebody who was famous from the past <laughs> of professional wrestling. Um, 
I was like, don't worry about his yeah. career. Keelan, one of the stipulations in your contract about showing up was to pad my ego the entire time. <laughs> That's not going to happen. God. Oh. Read. Just all I ask is for people to read the fine print before they sign the contract <laughs> of being on the show. When you Some, signed up on that Patreon, that was in the fine print, brother. That was in the, it's in the fine print, everybody. So $15 patrons is Mama Dutch, Keelan. Hi. Yep. Dylan. Um, Dylan. Um, Seth. Peruzzi. Peruzzi. Yep. Oh, Peruzzi. I think yep. that's all. Technically, we're not, not going to mention the $5. Te- technically. Yeah, I just Thank found you out. for your contribution. I'm just joking. <laughs> One <laughs> of really them. I appreciate it. Oh, I'm coming after you. Starts with the I, ends with the A. <laughs> that's almost, that's two thirds of the name. <laughs> <laughs> You guys figure it out. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious. <laughs> Ira, is that the name? No. Close. No, no. Very close <laughs> alphabetically. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he was playing it off. Yeah. It is oh. definitely Ira. Ira. Uncle Ira uh, yeah. is subscribed to this Patreon. Oh, Dude, how sick would that be if Uncle oh. Ira was. Oh, the, you, you know, if know this goes well, Keelan might start a whole trend of where we have some, some of our patrons. 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 Oh. Well, if this goes well. If. There's no guarantee this is going to go Here's well. Here's hoping I don't mess this up. So, no, you're not going to mess it up. <laughs> it, no. it, it's, I, I think it's going to be fun, but just watch this with the understanding that it could be a train wreck. It, yeah. And if it is a train wreck. It'll at least 100, be a gay one. hundred, exactly. <laughs> very bright and beautiful. All, how many colors are in a rainbow? Seven. Seven. Eight. Eight. Eight? All, Wait, r- let's see. Uh, Where'd you live? In South America, it's eight. In North yeah. America, it's seven. Correct. What? Not, How did I know that? that? Oh, okay. I was like, that. that's not real. Look it up on Wikipedia. I know it's true. What? I think red. it's seven. Red, I'm going vi- seven. Red, violet, indigo, green, so, yellow. If this rainbow train goes off the rails, it's 100% Dutch's fault. Bullshit. Just so we nice. get that out there. God, I'm trying not to cuss. He's oh, I'm so used to so many times. A one today. episode, one on. episode uncut. You think you can just throw it out, dude? There. Seriously, I'm allowed two f bombs in the show. I've already thrown out one. In the I haven't thrown shows. one yet. So wait, does that go for me too? Yeah, I'm the youngest yeah, one. Okay, two cool. per person. Two per person. Two. Yep. Two yep. per person. That's that's the goal. That's here. the only weak point in just our. Because we can only put explicit on so many episodes on our <laughs> on our iTunes. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's the only weak point. Apple Podcast is wait, is it on? Apple Podcasts? Yes. Yeah. Apple, See, just... Stitcher Radio, iHeartMedia. We're on everything, man. Spotify. 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 I'm just going to put this out there because you got to put it out in the universe. If Spotify wants to pay us $100 billion to <laughs> be on their video platform. I'd work all day. We're willing to negotiate. See, fun fact about Spotify, I think they pay like like .004 cents per stream on anything. But... Spotify just paid Joe Rogan $100 million to put Straight his video up. content Very true. on there. And Very about, true. In, in September, they're cranking up their video content. What did I tell you? I just told him that. He was like, what? That would be yep. the greatest Game birthday gift alive. Yes. That would be the greatest. We'd hire, time. listen, if I, can, if I can sign a $50 million podcast deal, I'm going to hire all my friends. Dude, I would sign a $50,000. We're going to start a production cons- company. We'll do this every day. For real. Just sit and talk about wrestling every day. Dude, see, if somebody actually wanted us to do a daily podcast on wrestling, yeah. I would do it for that. Are you 100%. kidding me? 100%. That of, could put me through college. There's that much content in wrestling that you could. I, should, I shouldn't put this out there because I haven't like formulated the full plan yet, but we're going to start a new show on our Patreon called You Book It, where we take any scenario ever in wrestling in the future, past, present, doesn't matter. 
We're going to take suggestions on social media and our Patreon, and we're going to sit down, either me or Dutch, both of us or one of us are just going to sit down. Might be with the phone, might be with professional cameras like we do this show. Who knows? Who knows? We're just going to sit down we go, and we're going to yeah. book a storyline. Oh, that's like, fantastic. No writing down. Nope. No pre-planning. And we don't know what it is until we're on. It's impossible, Dutch. No, it's not impossible. It's, possible for, it's, it's impossible for me. Unless you give it to me right before we go. Yeah, oh, that's okay. what I'm saying, right before. We, okay, we won't do it during because the I just show. don't, like, we'll know what we're doing, but we can't, like, prepare for it. it. Like, pre, right, right, like, right. Say, okay, well, this is the way I thought about this. No, it needs to be right off the top of the head. Boom, right. boom, 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 boom. Man, that's And then we'll both have jobs with fun. AEW or WWE in a year because they need the fucking help. That's well, my second one. God, that's too early. <laughs> it was really funny. I was looking uh, for jobs because I don't like mine at the moment. And WWE is looking for a writer's assistant. And you, you don't, don't want to do that. I, I don't. They're I really doing don't. sitcom people right no, now, which is that's awful. A terrible job. Dude, it's so bad. I know it's amazing that it's WWE, but it's a terrible job. Mm. I'm sure. Because you got you get told. Have done it and it's you no You sleep, get told all you your ideas. All are, the time. Not where you want to go. I'm sure your ideas are always shot down by the big man, too. So it's like, oh, no, all right. Well. My loyalty lies with four letters. Go ahead. No. For these fuckers. Uh, these f- freakers <laughs> to figure out because I can't there throw an F-bomb. There it is. Uh. So, yeah. My coffee's kicking in. It's time to talk. We have two topics because there's no way we're getting through four on this podcast. Nope. <laughs> so, topic numero uno. All right. The second topic is the one I'm looking forward to the most, but we got to get through the first topic. And since we have Keelan here, yep, I want to get you guys' opinion. I'm gonna I'll throw mine out there after you give me the subject matter. I want to know outside of the fans, we know there's no real fans in wrestling right now, so that's the easiest answer you can get with what's wrong with WWE. Outside of the fans, what do you think is the weakest point division or just scenario of WWE's game? Because there's something wrong and something missing. Anything. Anything. And it doesn't um, have to be like the top of the line. It's just something that you want to talk about that you think can it be something that could be better. Can it be something that okay. Um, uh, what about I got it, I got it. All right, Alex, I'm ready. The cruiserweight division. Why did you, why did you not answer that in a question? Oh, what is the cruiserweight division? What is the cruiserweight division, Alex? <laughs> what is the cruiserweight division? What it vanished. That, that is the, That's yeah, a good. What yeah. is? Yeah, what is the? Okay, so cru, so give me what, what? Give me your opinion of what's wrong with the cruiserweight division. It's non-existent. Well, that's true. <laughs> literally, it's time. literally non-existent. Who was the champion when it defunct? When it finally, uh, it Jordan was Devlin. Yeah. Oh, okay. Jordan that Devlin. is true. That's, it's over there right now in the UK, and they're doing like you technically. You technically can't say that it's non-existent because. They just finished a tournament to crown the new Cruiserweight well, champion. And then they do nothing else with well, it. Well, that's true. That's, that's, they, what, that's, no, well, what that's what I'm saying. That's because there is no 205 Live. Right, but they don't do shit with it. It doesn't matter if you have a title or a show. If you're not doing anything with it, then what's the point? Well, let's look at the life. I'm sorry, I'm taking this over. Let's look at the life of the Cruiserweight division since it came back. You okay. open with an incredible tournament with the top right. yep. uncontracted talent in the wrestling. Amazing. Which I will say was one of... Not the best things that WWE ever did, ever. That was an amazing invitation, classic, whatever yeah. you want to call it. It was awesome. Well, what do you what do you think made it so awesome? Was it because 
I can give you two reasons. Okay, shoot. Uh, first off, it wasn't contracted talent. Two, mm-hmm. they let them do their own thing in there. Yeah. They basically, Cedric, uh, you're gonna drop the oops, you're gonna drop this Dakota. Figure out the match. Yeah, and, and they, that, they, they organized it, but they let them right. Go they do their they own let thing. them run it as they were doing like an indie show. You know, yeah. let them tell their own story. And I've said this to you before, and you've said this to me, and we've talked about this on the show plenty of times. You shouldn't be having your hands in somebody else's match. Mm-hmm. You need to give them a direction, mm-hmm. let them tell their direction, and then see how it plays out. If there is a wrestler that is not telling the story that you want them to do, then obviously that means they're just not getting it. Yeah. And you shouldn't have to do that because I... I've seen it firsthand mm-hmm. with you at PWX. Well, it's a format of letting give them the material, that know what doing, do what they do. Right. Yeah. That's why the stars are where they are now. Mm-hmm. Is because they've done this for so many years, doing it the way that they've done it. They mm-hmm. know how to tell a story. But then when you have somebody put their hand in the cookie jar and like, yeah, we're not going to do this. And when you build every single piece of the match and you're not the wrestler, it really takes away from that match. Hey, I'll make this point. Then I'm gonna shoot to you, Keelan. The craziest thing about WWE's whole system of recruitment is that the wrestlers being them is what attracts the attention of WWE. But as soon as they get signed, they want to tweak what got them to WWE. They take it away from... They take their identity. basically is a format of, we know what got you successful. We're going to try to make you... With the exception of the Finn Balors. Yep. The, the just Kevin, to let you know, the Kevin Steens or Owens, AJ, the, uh, AJ. I was going to say there's a handful of guys that literally they let them be them. I feel like anybody that comes, and I'm not, I'm going to kind of contradict myself. Anybody that comes straight in and goes to the main roster has the ability to, yeah, get over because everybody that comes in and goes to NXT is blown up so much and performs so well there that they don't get the same opportunities when they go up to the main uh, Somebody else, too. Um, but in NXT, they let them be them. Mm-hmm. Um, Adam Cole. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and Keith Lee. Yes. Keith Lee definitely. Donovan Dijak, too. Or Dijakovic. You wanna, yeah, can I tell you a little story real quick? So I saw um, Dijakovic. Is that how you say his name? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Say Dijak. I say Dijak, yeah. right. So I saw him on NXT when he first showed up, and I go, that's... And I, and I was like, no. And I looked over at Dylan. And I was like, that guy looks just like Dijak. And he's like, I don't know who Dijak is. And this yeah. is before who he, he knew who he was. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, man, he reminds me. Is that Dijak? And I was like, nah, no way. And then literally a week later, Dylan comes back over. And he's like, hey, you know the guy that you said that was Dijak? Yeah, Let's that's who him. that is. And I was like, that guy freaking rocks. You want me to take it back a little further? Yeah. Keith Lee and Donovan Dijak's. I believe feud in Beyond Wrestling is what put them both on the map. Oh, That's why yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, That's why, why they're really good friends. And another interesting fact, Patrick fact, is when they had their first match that was balls out crazy. Yeah, yeah. I was there. Oh, you were there for that? That's when I was there. I bet the electricity was thick. Well, yeah, it was in three C's. It was just like I, I was in the I was in the board, <laughs> the conference room with or the cl- the big classroom with all yeah. the other wrestlers. I bet that was like watching awesome. Watching it on the screens and listening to commentary. I bet that was fantastic. That is awesome. So you want to throw it to him? Yeah. All right. You're up, Keelan. What do you want me to just talk about? The, what, do, what do you like? Do you, do you agree with the cruiserweight division? Oh, absolutely. You can't really have um, just one person 
be the face of the cruiserweight division, let them leave, put someone else in that position, and then not expect it to get thrown away. Mm-hmm. Uh, the best example of this was, can I talk about Enzo Amore? Yeah. Do we talk about everything? Anything, anything. Yeah. The the story of Enzo Amore, the fact that they tore him away from Big Cash just to put him on the cruiserweight division where he did nothing besides mm-hmm. talk trash and hide. I loved it. It's a heel persona. Don't get me yeah. wrong. The cowardice heel persona, which is amazing. And it was, done right. it was I think he he was hated enough to do that right. That, see, that's what I was going to say. He's he's in the right direction of what yes. he's talking about. I I agree with because I was like, you're tearing him away just for the cruiserweight division. I think they had bigger but plans for him. I and do it all, too. And, it all and then all apart. of that. Yeah. Yeah. Then yeah. all of that, and then that title went vacant and went to. Rich Swan, if I'm remembering the timeline Don't you correctly. Dear talk shit about Rich Swan. We're not. Okay. <laughs> I love I'm Rich Swan. I'm just saying, like you threw just had yeah, a, like you had, had some stuff happen. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like you just had to throw away. Well, that was the problem. Everything. Sorry to keep interrupting. That was the problem. It's it's one of my habits. It's okay. That was the problem. Is the first like three champions, cruiserweight champions, something happened where they had to go. Yep. Minus I'm, TJP. Yes. They just lost faith in him. They really did. Dude, I love TJ to death, but I just think he's missing something. There's no, it's not. He's missing. He needs to drop one thing. Yeah. You when I met TJ, no, he needs to drop the dab. Oh. <laughs> get get rid of the dab. You're it's not, not Cam Newton. Cam Newton <laughs> can't even okay. do the dab anymore. It's okay for Cam yeah. to do it because he's just like wow. He doesn't care. But like TJ, it just it's like I don't know. Slow and like builds yeah, up, and it's like weird. <laughs> I don't know. I never got it, but I, I think either. TJ TJ's always been talented. And he's wrestled since he was like thirteen. So 16. good. He's so good 16. in the ring. But I he, love watching him. Like he, I, every time I see him, I'm like, he's so talented. But there's Why just something he? missing. There's something that I don't know if he needs like a strong heel run of finding that next gear. So that's what I was going to say. When he came to PWX, and even when he was in New Japan, they booed him out of the building. Yeah, right. Nobody likes him. They. I don't know why. Boot. Remember that. They booed him. I was, and I mean, like, to the point where they were like, "Who was he fighting?" Uh, bro. Oh, oh, Saeed. 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 Yeah, yeah. With Saeed. And I mean, it was to the point where he would be beating Sa- Saeed up, and they're like, "Boo, yeah. boo!" I mean, just raining boos. And like, I'm like, "What the? F- what is yeah. this?" They booed the hell out of him. He's. I don't know. I don't know if it's just his. Like he gives off that that vibe. He's a yeah. nice guy. I, I've never oh, had yeah, a problem yeah. with him. He actually got to meet him, and they had I a got great conversation. Fun fact, he plays Overwatch, and he still has not challenged me to that 1v1 like he said he would. Oof. Calling Oof. you out. I didn't realize you were going to call somebody out. There we go. I like it, though. That's called he creating this. compelling content. TJP's like, <laughs> I got to watch WFO, baby. WF. No. Oh, well, oh, F. WF. No, you said WF. FO. Like NWO, but... WFO. This is Whatever. why they don't watch it. <laughs> don't tell Yikes. them we watch WFO. Yo, when, when TJP watches this, he goes, time to watch the Wrestling Open Forum. I think, do you th- <laughs> yeah, back to topic. Do you think uh, the Cruiserweight division was the strongest with Cedric and Mustafa Ali at WrestleMania? Oh, uh, uh, that was pretty close. high up there. Um, I mean, I like old, Enzo and Cedric. As much as I am on the Cedric train, and uh, Ollie's matches, they were so good. On point. I will say, I think it was at its highest with Buddy Murphy. I agree. Buddy Murphy Threw murdered that, that I, I role. I think 
He in the match I and the reason because his matches mm-hmm. every night with every wrestler, it didn't matter if it was Davari. They were just good, and they mm. beat. Uh, I'm trying to eat my mic, uh-huh. and they beat the hell out of each other, man. I feel um, like Birdie, Birdie, who Buddy Murphy. <laughs> yeah, this is Birdie. the best episode we've ever done. <laughs> the uh, Buddy Murphy is if if everybody is like in agreement, AJ Styles is the best wrestler in WWE. Yes, I think Buddy Murphy is a close second. I won't argue that. He's insane, and I now think- he's stuck behind Seth Rollins, which I'm. Not a fan of. Not not a fan. I think he's there probably for what was the word tutelage. Uh, he's going to lose his stardom. He's going to be. In, he's get there. You you put him in the shadow of one of your of like the Roman Reigns of this era. Yeah, I could see that. I see what you mean, though. So you take away that's what they that's what they're famous for, and I know we're getting. Well, remember when we were talking about Austin Theory eventually turning on? Yeah, but Austin that? Theory hasn't had. What Birdie, what Buddy Birdie? What the Murphy. hell is it with Birdie? Just Buddy, Murphy, Murphy, Mur- yeah, Murphy. Austin Murphy, Theory Murphy. hasn't had what Murphy has yeah, had I agree. in I agree. WWE. Right, right, right. Austin Theory needs something to project him. Now he just looks like a twenty-two-year-old that's got a body like a damn Million Greek bucks. god. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, but but he's also talented. So I don't want to. I think Murphy I don't want people. To, I don't people. I don't want people to take that as. So what happens if Buddy Murphy tired of us shit? And then they get into it, and then basically, this is where Austin gets his, like where he gets to really showcase his stuff. Mm-hmm. Where like him Seth, and Buddy, yeah. So Seth is like, you're not deserving of I my still time. Think, and of I still course, think those you two, took somebody who was at the top of their game and made them sit in the passenger seat for two years. I get it. I get Can it. Can I bring someone else in this conversation yes. to get us kind of on Shoot. topic? When it came to Neville and Austin Aries, mm-hmm. why did you not give Austin Aries a title run? They gave him three matches. Wasn't that an injury? That, mm-hmm. No, it wasn't so. the injury. They just that was ne- right before he got fired, wasn't it? Yeah, they never gave him a title. He asked for his release. If I had, if I have to, like make an educated hypothesis, like take a stab, right? <laughs> Austin Aries is not the easiest person to get along with. I can agree with that. He might be one of the most talented. Men. I, I mean, I'll, I've never had a like an off word with him, or never gotten into it with him. But right, right. I know that he's very strong in his beliefs and very strong in his mindset, and he will. And he's not one of these WWE puppets that'll fold to people. Right. Yeah. He'll yeah. stand up, and they don't like that. So I guarantee you that had something to do with the short title. Run. It's not that it's a bad thing, but it's not going to carry you in a company like the WWE. A classic example of that was when he lost the Impact title. To John Morrison and got up and walked out, and oh, I remember. From what yeah. I've been told from people who were there, the real story is not that he didn't want to put him over. The real story was he just wanted it to make sense, hmm. and, and they weren't interested in making it make sense. They just wanted John Morrison to be their champion, and that's why he was pissed off about it. Not not because he had to put somebody over. I don't. He ever, does business. That but, doesn't really happen much, does it? If somebody gets mad for losing the title, no, no. But like you said, you I mean, want it to make sense. Yeah, because like there's people that'll get mad because they didn't get a run that they wanted, and that happens, and they just get lost. I mean, it gets lost. Sometimes you have an idea and it doesn't go through. Sometimes <clears throat> you you it does go through. Sometimes a run lasts a long time. The hardest thing to do, in my opinion, in booking is to create a successful title run. Right. Okay. Right. It's so it's so it's not easy, but the story writes itself. When you're leading somebody up to the title, right? And you and there's so many avenues and so many stories you can tell. Now, when you're on top, 
it's a matter of how do you keep interest in this. So you're saying that. Yeah. And man, I'm glad you're saying it. But I kind of want you to finish, but I want you to, I want to talk about that mm-hmm. because that was the problem I was having with 205. There was mm. no direction. No yeah. matter what, you can put on match after match after match, but if there's no story, mm-hmm. people lose interest. And that's something you have to remember when you're putting something together. And you would think that they would be able to put something together like this because it's the WWE. But how do you not have Why any substance? Why don't you substance? say that again for AEW? Yeah, I do. No, I'm just saying it. Just say it oh. again so AEW hears it. Yeah, yeah. So, like, what's the... Why? Why Why do they it's, not create that substance? Gonna, and I, I know what they were doing. They were trying to promote this is the best wrestling that you can Oh, watch. I'm going to make a bold statement. Okay. What the world needs right now is 205 Live. I would... God. Because the I'd only, watch the hell out of that. The only thing that is entertaining about professional wrestling is Go ahead, say it. crazy over-the-top matches Yep. in this day and age when yep. there's no crowds or you have a fake crowd. If you don't believe me, go watch the damn either the Jurassic Express versus FTR and who was it? FTR and somebody. You're talking about it. Uh, no, who was it? Watch. I take it back. Watch FTR versus uh, Pentagon. Oh, Lucha Rose. Yeah. Watch that match. And then watch the, the the one that just happened. Was it which what was it that FTR and uh, the it was Bucks FTR versus, the Bucks versus Butcher and Blade and uh, Lucha Bros. Yes, and Dude. watch that match. And even with no crowd, oh there was so much shit in that God. match. It's just like what is happening. The, That's the only thing that will entertain a wrestling audience in this day and age. The one that they just had with. Jurassic Express. It was Jurassic Express. The one that what was, was the one that just happened. It was Jurassic, Jurassic Express, Express and it had FTR and somebody. No, it, it wasn't was FTR. A, no, it might have been FTR. The and Young Bucks Harper. and I don't know what Harper's name is. I don't watch. I don't watch. No, it's not Brody Lee. Brody Lee's Brody his name. Lee. Okay, cool. But, no, uh, but they it was what Jurassic they, Express for somebody when they did the whole slingshot with Martin. Yes. Marty, whatever his name was. Yes. Uh, Marco Stunt. Marco Stunt. Yes. And slingshot into the Hurricane Rana. Yes. And then the what, dude. The, Two nights in a row, or two Wednesdays in a row, mm-hmm. they did a variant of the Canadian Destroyer. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, what the hell am I watching? Dude, did you see the Canadian Destroyer to the outside? Yes, that's what I'm talking about. On like, one of the Bucks? What? What? Dude. <laughs> now, the it was only the thing Bucks. that it was I Jurassic did. Express, Express versus the Bucks and Kenny Omega. There that's it is. what it is. Because yeah. Kenny Omega beat up. Marco after the match. After, thank you. That's what I was trying to figure out. Heel. Oh, he's going to be the cleaner. That's what he's going to be the next champion. Dylan's Dylan's call, called it two weeks call ago. Call it now. He's Dylan said the next two weeks AW ago. He said champion. he's going to be the cleaner. And I was like, Kenny yeah. Omega. And you know what? He he was like, look at the hair, bro. And I was like, that's what's giving it away. He's like, he's growing it he's growing out, man. Beard. He's growing a beard. But watch, Turn watch him be right though. That's old school. Watch him be right. So, but yeah, like that's what I'm saying. You can have substance in a match but if there's no story mm. why do i care about the matches unless and, but maybe that's old contest. school me though maybe that's old school if me you can watch you can pull up a match correct me if i'm wrong okay and you too keelan you, you can pull up a match of two people that you have no idea who they are on youtube mm-hmm. and if they are going balls out crazy 
you're interested in the match. Yeah, correct. Absolutely. That's how it was watching my first PWX show. I did not know anyone or anything or or anything at all. And it was opportunity of a lifetime. 2018 was my first time ever going to a PWX show. And I fell in love with Jamie Senegal, Mm -hmm. MJF, who I eventually got an autograph from. Oh, that's when he came. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, Mason Miles and Tracer X. Those were the four that I fell in love with. You know, I tried to get a picture with MJF. He said no. No, no. He was, <laughs> oh. he, no. So actually, <laughs> funny story about MJF. Uh-huh. When I showed up, was it New Orleans? Yeah. I think it was New Orleans. Was it New Orleans or New York? I saw him in New York. No, it was New Orleans. Okay. I, I didn't go to New York. So when we were in New Orleans, I saw him. He was like, hey, what's up, man? And I was like, oh, he remembers me. And I was like, oh, what's up, dude? But this was before his mega run. Yeah. So I was just like, what's up, dude? And he's like, man, let me go get some grub, dude. We're like, yeah. I want some food. I'm like, I don't know. I was like, I need to talk to Patrick. And he's like, where's he at? Yeah. And I was like, um, he's over here. I'm about to go over there. And he, I was like, so I'm doing all this I stuff. Him. I was like, so I'm doing all this stuff. He wants me to vlog and pictures. And he was like, you need a picture. And I was like, you want to get a picture real quick? He's like, he's like, yeah, yeah, let's do yeah. it, man. Let's do it. So we get ready to take our picture. We got the picture right. And for some reason he was laughing. Yeah. And uh, Caleb was laughing. I was mm-hmm. like, what the hell is Conley laughing about? But they like <laughs> walk off and whatever. And later on that night, I look and Caleb's like, like, <laughs> like he ruined the picture, damn it. I, I remember in New Orleans, might have been the same year that was, is I got to the airport. I won't tell the, I'll tell you the other story, MJF story off air because I don't want to ruin his gimmick. Oh, yeah. yeah. The uh, You know, he wants to get stabbed. That's, I'm, I believe it. He said if he got stabbed, it would be the greatest thing to ever happen to him in professional wrestling because that means he accomplished what he wanted as a because <laughs> he got somebody so <laughs> mad at him. The uh, I, I got to the airport at like four in the morning because I had a flight at like six fifty. Gross. And it was uh, I think Yuck. it was the New Orleans airport, and he was there and he hadn't slept or no he was oh. there and he was sitting there and his eyes were bloodshot and I go dude did you get any sleep he's like I slept here. And I was like, why? Yuck. He's like, because I'm not paying for a hotel room. <laughs> I was like, thanks, man. Like, like, why didn't you let us know? But yeah, I'll tell you the, the New York story. Yeah, it's yeah. hilarious off air. But that, like like we were talking about, like, yes, the cruiserweight division is very needed because it sets a different tone. Yeah. Right. You can't sit there and have Rollins and AJ Styles, even though as much as I love AJ and... um. Who Drew else? McIntyre. Yeah, Drew McIntyre, stuff like that. Um, you can't just have those guys and Dolph Ziggler like all the time, same right. style every time. That's what made WCW so successful. They would start every show with a cruiserweight match because it was hot, mm-hmm. and it would get you excited. Then you get, then you get somebody that you know to fight, and then your third match was a jobber, mm-hmm. like hard work. Uh, was it Bobby Brown or do you remember hard work? God, I can't remember his name, but it was hard work, and he'd come in and he would job to a, you know, a big time wrestler, yeah. And then, right there at the middle of the show, cruiserweights again. Yeah. Well, it's just somebody you know. I think WWE is continuing to rely on entertainment in this day yeah. and age, and it's just not working. It's not. And I think that's where NXT has the advantage is because NXT relies a lot on wrestling, right? Yes. And in crazy matches, and we talked about this. The only. Thing that I can't I don't know if it was me and you or Dylan there is way too many false finishes for me 100% yes I what happened yeah, to I a mean, finisher it's the ring of honor model I, I know I get it but 
Jesus Christ, man, what happened to a finisher being a finisher? And that's and yeah. I know I know it's old school of me. It's fighting but, spirit. But I love it though. It's okay to have a fighting spirit. But when it's every match, it doesn't. But yeah, if that's the thing about it is if you if you're gonna do that style, you have to main event fine, contain whatever. It, contain but, it to main events or big matches. Yes, but my undercard or undercard. My curtain jerker shouldn't have fourteen false finishes yeah. with finishers. Like that's if also, you're gonna, that's also poor agenting. Can I just ask you what a curtain jerker is? Because first I've, match, first match of the night. Okay, I've never heard that terminology before. Yeah. You're good, dude. Hey, that's <laughs> the point yeah. of this is we want to educate people. Yeah, Kurt, the two the most important matches on the wrestling card are the first and the last. Yep. That makes sense in that order. And if you're on TV, top of the hour. When you're yeah. going to the second hour, you always want to oh, yeah, have like something hot or something interesting that's, going on. That's when you need. That's when you should have like a talking or yes segment like, pushing yep. to the to the end yep. of the show. Yep, See, I agree. Didn't even go to school for it. I already know. It. Yeah. <laughs> See, my whole thing with 205, the thing that made 205 live, and especially the Cruiserweight Classic, what it was was the fact that you had all these people with differing styles. You had technical wrestlers, mm-hmm. hard hitters. God. Damn, Kota Ibushi. Yeah. Oh, my God. Akira Tazawa. Uh, just thinking of all these people who had all different varying styles. There were charismatic people. There were people who were heels. There were people who could turn you into a pretzel. God, I love Zack Sabre Jr. If you ever watched this, hit me up. Anyway, rega- <laughs> like the Cruiserweight Classic, the reason why I enjoyed it so much and why I remember so much about it was because there were so many different kinds of of wrestlers and so many different kinds of wrestling where they didn't need a story. Right. And it wasn't just, it wasn't just cruiserweights doing cruiserweight moves. Like you said, hard hitting. Then there was luchas. Then you had your submission artists. Um, like you, you had a yeah. different style with everybody. It's the closest thing to a Japanese style that WWE's ever had. Right. And I think perfect. that it's definitely needed right now because I think personally, they need to find like they should probably bring back Murphy into two hundred five if they're going to ever bring back a yeah, two hundred five star. Bring Murphy back in, pair him with Cedric Alexander, and Mustafa Ali. Let them carry the franchise because they know what they're doing, and let them teach the underlings how to book a match themselves and not have anyone besides maybe one or two people. Drake Maverick, first of all, great general manager and one of the main people He's who I believe. I was going to say oh that my God. too. I'm glad you His said redemption that. arc yeah. in NXT, I'm telling you, I cried so hard. I, I, I cried when they I cried the so hard that so. I posted on Facebook that I cried. <laughs> so. he, he did so. Do, you know, do we need to tell Keelan our Drake Maverick story from Orlando? Well, that was you, wasn't it? With which one? When he was filming, were you in Orlando? When he was filming <laughs> Moose's thing with Hotspot? I forgot about that. So, oh, he points me out. No, I'm going to let Patrick. No, no, no. I, you pointed me out. Or so, who, which one of y'all? We, I walked in while they were filming. We both did. Yeah. So. Oh, that's right. Drake, we did, yeah. Uh, shout out to Hotspot's Wrestling Network. You can find this footage <laughs> on there. So. <laughs> Drake had a show or Spud, as we as I call him. Spud, 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 Spud. Spud had a show on High Spots Wrestling Network. Can't remember what it was called, but he was supposed to interview Moose. And Moose, if you know Moose, Moose is always late to everything. He makes so time. He's, he's and he lived in Orlando. No, he might have lived in Atlanta at that point. But you know, he lived in Orlando, and he was still late. He was still late. Yeah. Um. So. I Michael Elliott is somebody who helps film at uh, shout out to Michael Elliott with somebody who helps film at high spots. So he texts me. So I go to the room 
We had been sitting out in the hot tub with everybody, oh, like drinking for like four hours. We so I was were hammered. That drunk. sounds like heaven. Hammered. <laughs> we were and drunk. We were hammered, and I walk up there. And to be fair, and this I, is my and I first. Knock on the door. This is my first. This is his um, first time ever doing. So Patrick was like, "So basically, I just want you to shadow me, and I'm gonna show you everything. Like we're gonna have a good time." Yeah. Okay. So then. So, <laughs> I walk in. I knock on the door. Michael Elliott opens it. Spuds on the couch. And they have all the cameras set up. <laughs> and Spud goes, is that, is that Moose? No, that, it's not Moose. It's not Moose. Come on in. Come on in. <laughs> and so I walk in. <laughs> Who are you? Down. And he goes, just act like Moose. And and I he asked me a question. And I try to talk in my Moose voice, which I, which I can't. <laughs> and he goes, that was bloody fucking awful. Get out of here. And that was your third. It, yeah, I know. Sorry. That was a quote. So it doesn't count. <laughs> so I just, he's like, get out of here. So I just walk out. So then I send Dutch, <laughs> and he get, and they put it on the shoot interview or the interview. They put it on the they interview. They put the footage yeah. on the interview of oh us walking in. Gracious. Oh But they man. put Moose's head on top of our heads. I'm and he's like telling us, <laughs> oh, we're "Sit down, sit pitch, down." Hammered. And I was like, like soaking wet. I remember I was so drunk. I'm just sitting there. He's like, "How drunk are you?" And yeah. I was like, "Drunk." I'm drunk. <laughs> I feel that. And that's the first time I ever met Spud. Second he time was, I ever met Spud he was, was in awesome. Dallas when we got to our suite. I think we, the most we wall. were supposed to have were you you were in Dallas were you in Dallas no, no when we no. got to our suite we that were was supposed before. to have like the bedroom and then a big living area but the big li living area was locked so Corky was with us and Corky's like no nah, man screw this knocks on the door <laughs> but no this was the first no the second time so opens the door somebody opens the door and is spud in a towel <laughs> he goes you know how he's got that lip yeah. What? I might. <laughs> and uh, Corky's like, I think we're supposed to have both of these. And he goes, Oh, my fault. It was the door was unlocked, so I just came in. And I <laughs> <laughs> so he was staying on the other side. Yeah, yeah. That's so, my spud story. He did. So, he, sorry. I was no, swearing. I was just gonna say his, his general manager stuff though was amazing. Oh, everything he does is brilliant. He's so good. Right. Even with him pissing his pants in front of the authors of Pan was. High, oh, yeah. A plus quality work. I was, when he did it, I was like, "Did he just piss his pants?" He's one of the most talented people on that roster. Like overall, full overall like, full, full circle, circle talent. Yeah, yeah. From yeah. what from what I heard about Drake Maverick, he was one of the main people who pushed to Triple H to let Buddy do his thing with mm -hmm. Two Hundred Five Wrestling. Doubt I wouldn't it. doubt it because I think when it comes to Two Hundred Five, they should have it to where they make up their own story, kind of almost run. Like an indie show, and like they did, did the Cruiserweight did Classic, where they can just do what they want to do. Well, not what they want to do, but showcase each other's skills. And yeah. everyone, no matter what, got a chance to show off their skills. The fact that you have Drew Gulak going against AJ Styles on the main card? Why? Yeah. Well, it, that's been just because Gulak is that phenomenal. He is amazing. There's nothing wrong with his game, but it's almost like I liked having the Cruiserweight division there because... I got tired of seeing the Rey Mysterio versus Brock Lesnar, that's just an example, mm -hmm. matches where you have a cruiserweight going against yes, a heavyweight and, and the cruiserweight ends like up losing. Five, five times bigger and you're just like, yeah. you're like, what's the point? This could be another jobber match, but this person's too talented to not have a shot. And so the fact that they had a 205 title, the fact that like they had all of these, what, 20-something competitors in the Cruiserweight Classic was amazing to me. And it showed me TJP. It showed right. me Drew Gulak. It showed me Tony yes. Nese. Oh, my yes. God. Um, 
It showed who else really stood out to me. It oh my gosh when I saw the classic yeah when I saw the Brian Kendrick I was like there's no way that guy is under two hundred five pounds he's two oh five you want to know something when I saw Brian Kendrick I expected old school Kendrick I love old school Kendrick and instead it's like the the well it's It's like the hippie. so yeah. when I say old school gimmick, obviously when he was with Paul London, like his shorts like, and yeah. But then he came out. I was like, "So what is so this?" Good, and then my brother actually had been watching him a lot, and he was like, "Oh, so mm. he doesn't do the high flying anymore. No, he's a grounded wrestler now." And I'm like, "Right, ew." Right. But then I saw it, and I was yeah, like, "It's brilliant." Man. Whoa, that is awesome. But but yeah, I mean, I that- feel like a brilliant thing that they could have done in 205 because this was back. Right when Finn Balor was just recovering from his shoulder injury, yeah, I feel like they should have used 205 Live to jumpstart Finn Balor's career again. Yeah, I think a lot of people wanted that. And then put him back into the main roster. Yeah. Because I think if he was put with like-minded, like-bodied people like him, he would Could have, have a better chance of Definitely. not injuring himself again and then getting a very, very high spot, possibly a title, going straight to the mid, um, going straight to even the mid card of the main roster and showing out like I know he can. I'm sorry, I'm very passionate yeah. about Finn Balor. No, you're, we know. <laughs> we know. <laughs> no, we know. He shares the same birthday with me, which is in seven days from when this episode will premiere. So <laughs> he's got that down to the oh, day. My birthday's Tuesday. Your birthday's Tuesday? Mine's next Saturday. Mons. Cancers. No, are you a Cancer? Or? I'm a Leo. Oh, I'm, I'm like, like at the tail months. end of Cancer. Yeah, you're on the cusp. That's yeah. what it's called in Zodiac. I got gotcha. a four month wait, so that's yeah. what it is. No yeah. one cares that yeah, you're not in July. Not in July. You can't face. sit with us, okay? Mean oh, girls. Okay, yes. mean girls over here. Sorry, Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> right, hey, so remember, you brought a gay person onto the podcast. <laughs> I'm not going to not make a mean girls reference. I'm definitely not mad at a mean girls reference. Hey, at least I. At all. At least you know. This isn't This isn't a movie podcast, but. Dude, that movie does not get enough credit. God. Tina Fey. We're not. We got like 15 minutes to talk about her. You really want to tell me? All 15 right. minutes? Fine. Want. Let's do it. Let's go. Let's go. This was, next. You, you remember this, like the WWE this thing was supposed to be the quick topic. Yeah, but it's not. <laughs> no. It was actually a great topic. All right. So kiss so, my ass. Or, or is everybody feeling like they got all this shit so, out? Yeah, yeah. The WWE <laughs> yeah. Cruiserweight division? We got. Yes. All right. Topic number two. You could Sony kiss my ass. Speaking of which, <laughs> let's talk about them for a second. He, she, their pronouns are he, him, she, her. It does not matter. Just don't say they. There we go. I like it. So, so when I told you to kiss my ass. Sony kiss my I ass. I want to say Sony kiss my ass and boom, we'll just go into it. We're in it. Oh, we're in it. Okay, cool. Well, let's roll with it. Do it. We don't pre-plan stuff here. <laughs> that was uncut. Off the dome. Yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, Dutch, you asked me a question uh, earlier today. You so called me I, randomly. I was at my best friend's house. Like. So I called Keelan, and I asked him because I actually got a message from a friend of mine and asked me. He said, do you think Sunny Kiss is actually getting a push because A, he's gay, or B, because he has uh, talent? And, the, and he said, I'm asking because I've never seen any of his stuff, so I can't say if he's talented or not, so I don't know, and I'm genuinely asking. So at first, I was kind of put off, but I was like, "What?" Is, well, first off... That's when you say, why don't you just fucking watch the match? So, so this is... Okay. So and then, I, I didn't, and then call me back. 
So I didn't I didn't respond with what I wanted to. I didn't I'll res- give you some of mine. I didn't <laughs> respond with what I wanted to, but like I said, I was talking to Keelan about it and I was like my first initial thought was, what the fuck does it matter? It doesn't matter if somebody's oh, there's one. I was like, it doesn't matter if they're to put a little tally at the bottom. <laughs> right. <laughs> right here. That's where it's gonna be. Mine's gonna say overdose. Or maybe <laughs> no, it's gonna be right right here. Right here. Just don't but try, anyways, just right in your lap. So that that was my thing. Like, what does it matter? But then I started thinking, like, let me actually think about this. Is Sonny getting a push because he is gay? Well, the better, or the if, better question would be, was, is he getting a push to try to attract a LGBTQ so audience? That's why I called Keelan, because that's Keelan why. is in that demographic. One, mm-hmm. he's in an African-American demographic. Mm-hmm. And two, he's in... You the, are? I'm just kidding. You're okay, I have a really what? funny story to tell you off air about that, okay, and I am okay. going to send the link to this podcast to my ex girlfriend just to watch us yes. to oh, to right yes. there. So anyway, anyway, so but yeah, he's in this, and I wanted yeah. so I, I at first I wanted to just talk to him about it, but then I was mm-hmm. like, why don't you just come on and talk to us yeah, about it and see what you think? Because I told him I was like, I think personally it could be just because he's talented, mm-hmm. but then Keelan had his spiel on it, and I was like, you know what? I'd rather you just say it on the on okay. air. Yeah. So let's hear it. Then yeah. I called him, and then. So what I said, and this was like spare of the moment. I said, "There's already a market for the LGBTQ audience in professional wrestling. You have to think these are half naked, very athletic men <laughs> grappling each other in spandex, getting sweaty, like hair Ooh. messed up, whatever, and." You don't think that's attractive to gay people? <laughs> oh, I get that all the time. People always people say that, that to me. People that don't you watch understand wrestling? a passion for wrestling, like the storytelling and all that, they would they will probably guarantee you that everyone that's a fan of it or watches it is gay. Right, and that's it, what because in, from the outside looking in, it is a very homosexual sport. Because yeah, because of what you just explained. Right, and that's the thing. Like I, but I don't even like. But when you're in it, you don't even. Yeah, you, you don't, don't even think, think about it. it. I mean, there are, I guarantee, there are, I can't say everybody, there are people that are attracted to it, which if that's their thing, that's listen, them. I what? think the Kardashians are sexy. I no, don't. I don't. watch the Kardashians. I don't. I don't. I don't the find only, them hot. The I don't. This isn't attracted. a Judge Patrick moment. I'm just telling you. I'm Do you know how much bullshit you than... give me, son? <laughs> I don't want to hear it. No. This the, is the only, one time only attractive Kardashian slash Jenner is Kylie because she's the youngest and she is the most professional. True. There we go. I will not disagree with that. There we go. Now, to finish my point, Sonny Kiss has an incredible amount of potential. I have never wa- I have never been more captivated to watch an openly gay wrestler in my life because I haven't known anyone to be openly gay in a big, modern-day wrestling federation other than... I forgot his name. I almost said Darren Chris, but it's Darren something. Uh, Darren Young. Darren Young. Yeah. He came out as openly gay on the Ellen show, which is like, fine, you do you. But like Sonny Kiss went in there and was just like, I'm not going to hide who I am. And that is the perfect. Shortly after what happened. Oh, he got fired? Yeah. He wasn't with the WWE after he came out. Number uh, another one, Orlando Jordan. He came out apparently. Yeah, but Orlando did some sketchy shit. I I know. I know. But very. Very shortly after yeah. he got let go, and I and I like I said, I don't know exactly when the timelines of all that was, yeah. but I do know after he came out, it was like, wait a minute, what? And then he was gone. Yeah. So, but yeah, like like point being point being like their like representation for the LGBTQ audience in general 
needs to be out there. And to see Sony kiss Sonya Deville, if you didn't know that one, newsflash, Jake Atlas, please tell me you've seen his matches because he's amazing, openly gay, and Hispanic. Mm -hmm. So if you ever want to watch any LGBTQ wrestlers doing their thing, you need to watch those three people because they are in the WWE and AEW, and they're not just straight men putting on a gay persona, Tyler Breeze, or anything <laughs> like that because it gives us the actual representation of, hey, they're just who's being the, themselves. Let me who's ask the new, Who's the girl that just came out that's getting the, the NXT title, women's title opportunity? Oh, Dakota Kai. Dakota Kai. That's what I thought. Yes. I wasn't 100% sure. Dylan told me that. Uh, yeah. this past I think week. I was bisexual? like, wait, what? I don't know if she's a lesbian, but I know she's bisexual. She's in a um, lesbian relationship. Okay. That so she, she came out with a picture with her girlfriend. Right. Didn't know that. Yeah. Until yeah. Dylan told me. I was like, I loved her anyway. What? And then I loved her anyway. Then she did her heel turn and I didn't like her. And then I found out she had a girlfriend and I liked her again. <laughs> <laughs> because representation. Let me, like, let me ask yeah. you something. Let me ask you something. Um, how do you feel with Tyler Breeze? Doing his persona. Who? Okay. Uh, does this offend you? No, it does not offend me. I think he's okay. Tyler Breeze himself put this very, very well. He was given a task to perform as a flamboyant person by Vince McMahon, and he took it and he ran with it. And I think he did an excellent job. And Tyler Breeze is attractive, so he played the attractive pretty boy persona. To a T, even with the fashion police with Fandango, best mm. way you could have ever used My God, him. that yes. was my best. Yes. That's one of my favorite tankings ever. Ever. Oh, but I think so I good. think that Tyler Breeze got a lot of his gimmick from Zoolander. I agree uh, with yes. That. Yeah, I do too. Whenever I see whenever I saw that it's gimmick like, for the first time, I was like, It's like Zoolander meets Bruno. Yes, exactly. And it's like Which is it, smart. He did his research and right. he found And he did amazing like. because he used to not have anything he used to just go yeah. out there wrestle and no one could connect with him and then he finally found his groove as tyler breeze and just breezed through on that and when <laughs> they did the when they did the brazongo thing i was just oh, like oh like, man yeah. i mean that got him where it got him and yeah yeah so so you're not bothered by that at all no um fun fact i don't know if you ever knew this but they, uh, WWE Developmental had an opportunity with Kalisto. Instead of making him a lucha, he was going to be a backstage gay hairdresser. That one I would have been offended wow, with. Wow, that I did not. That know. one I would have been offended on. Have you, have you ever seen him without his mask on? No, he, I, I he's, refuse. Uh, very you know attractive me. male. He's a very handsome person. Yes. Kalisto is? Yes. Now, remember we, when we, I saw him, he had me, the black on his eyes because. Me. What dumbass? What's his name? This was Patron way back. Pulled this is when he mm -hmm. first As started Patron. getting big. Me, him, Gabe, and Sal ate dinner after the Dragon Gate show in Miami. Yeah, and that's the first time I ever met him. And super nice guy, but uh, yeah, super attractive. Right. Um. So if he would have had to put on something that he wasn't and yeah. portray himself as openly gay, there's a difference between being an attractive pretty boy like Tyler Breeze is and pretending to be something you are not, which is a main reason why I go back to representation. But he's not pretending to be something. He's actually just being flamboyant, right? Correct. But right, then right. there's like stereotypes and stuff that goes on. Sure. But the whole thing about representation, we know this, that they are perfectly fine being who they are in their private life, and they come out, and they wrestle, and they do their thing, and they may have on simple rainbow colors, or Sony Kiss can cover up the boobicles. The boobicles. I the gave boobicles. them that word, yeah. 
And Funny story, Jamie him, and Anthony. Jamie Senegal. Yeah, and uh, Anthony, Anthony Henry. And he was taking his shirt off. He's like, no, you're going to show my boobies. Dude, Jamie Senegal's <laughs> hilarious. hilarious. Like number one on my list to meet. But regardless of, these people. Oh, you never met Jamie? never met him. That's like the last person on my list oh, who I, I've met. I'll make it happen. Yeah, Please. I'll make it happen. Please. So regardless of that fact, these people are themselves in their private life and they're themselves in the ring mm-hmm. and they don't have to hide it anymore. That's the thing because a lot of closeted gay people have to hide themselves. And so for someone who isn't gay to show up and look gay, quote unquote, that's not a good look. It's like, so what would you suggest for a market to be touched, you know, to be brought in with something like that? I feel like, do you think Sonny kiss is going to be, that guy to bring in that 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 market that I think demographic. It's, it's almost. I'm, I'm gonna answer for you, you know, before you answer. The I think that for the AEW audience, which okay. are more progressive, progressive and more Good adjusted word. to like the Effies of the world, or <laughs> or the Jamie Senegal, you know, or the or the Sunny Kiss of the world. That like, is my. That's not that. That's not as outside of the box as WWE audience, right? But I think yeah. that I think WWE audiences are a lot more old school. Uh, yeah, they're old well, school they're, thought process. So it's it's almost like eh, we don't like that kind of stuff because you're you have not- to understand that WWE's WWE has built an audience like on a global scale for the past forty years, mm-hmm. and AEW is bringing is almost like a punk band. They right, right. Signed, they got signed, yeah, to a big label, and now they have this big stage that they can bring all their fans. And they can do they, what they want. I mean, yeah. granted, it's a different like roadmap. Him and it's, like, it's, like compar- it's like comparing ACDC to Paramore. Exactly. Right. Yeah, and I get that. I get very that. Good, very, very good. Analogy. Yeah. yeah, I get that. Smart. Sometimes. So, Sometimes. So, like Sunny Kiss. Um, I had a funny, funny story real quick about Sunny Kiss. So. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a brawl outside. I can't remember who was going at it, but they were they were fighting. Bam, 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 and you could only see like down below. Yeah, and uh, I could feel Dylan look too, and I was like, "Damn, <laughs> who's that? It's my guy, thick one." Oh, <laughs> and then it pans up, and, and me and Dylan went, Whoa. "That just happened." Yeah, <laughs> and I yeah. was like. Well, we can't deny the fact that Sonny is thick, dog. Yes. Three C's. I was like, yeah. yes. I was like, whoa, I just did that. And Dylan's like, I'm yeah. here for it. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like to answer the question that was asked a little bit while ago, what like is Sonny Kiss going to be the guy to bring in to bring in that market? Sonny Kiss does not have to do anything. Okay. And this is my opinion. I feel like Sonny Kiss does not have to do anything to get the audience that he deserves because it's already there. Amen. And all he needs to do yeah. is keep going, keep pushing, keep on putting amazing matches because the, the worst thing you could possibly do right now is downslope. Yeah. Right, yeah. When you are about to have the biggest match of your life against Cody at Fight for the Fallen, before any of y'all try to call it the wrong name. The Fighter Fest. We, we've been calling Fighter Fest before the show. We've been, we're like, we just 
thought it was three weeks of fighter fist. <laughs> Go ahead. It's like the worst thing that could happen right now is that match be bad. Yeah. Because not only are you getting the naysayers who said, oh, a gay person can't do this sport. You're yeah. also, you are also getting the Jim Cornettes, by the way. Yeah. Um, you are also getting those people who are just like, oh, well, you had a shot and then you lost it. Now you're never going to get another one. Yeah. And that is the worst possible situation that could happen. I have full faith in that match being absolutely phenomenal, something to watch. And Lord, I hope Sonny wins because we need Cody to step out of that role for a little bit. I've seen him way too much on TV. So first thing, the Cody thing, that's not going to end anytime soon. No. And, and the reason being is because he's going to carry those stars and like push them up and stuff. Um, the other thing I was going to say is... I absolutely loved Sonny's entrance. Yes. Oh, that the cheerleaders? was awesome. And whenever he first came out, I was like, who the hell's with him? You know? And then it was the Jaguar cheerleaders, and they were doing the doing the dance thing. I was like, it, you, yo, you, you I... Thought, you thought it was going to go like 10 seconds, and it goes like a minute. Yo, right, like, that's what I was still doing. Going. I was you like, know, oh, Sonny going. was a dancer, right? Before yeah. Okay, so I, when I was watching it, I said... He had to have been a dancer because uh -huh. this is great dancing. And then he did the little split thing and he was like bouncing. And I was like, oh, this is awesome, dude. He is like dancing his ass off, dude. I, what, what it needs to get it to It was captivating is, is what it was. It was different. Mm -hmm. And that's why it drew me in because I have never seen somebody come out there and dance the way they did, yeah. like Sonny did. And he just, he killed that entrance and I loved the it. The one thing that I like that Cody did was I think somebody mentioned, I saw, like, he tweeted it out. Like, if you have a problem with this person getting a title shot because of their sexual orientation or whatever, that was kiss my ass. That was Joey Ryan. Yeah. So yeah. what I love about that is we need to get to a point where, that's where, where it motivates, like, it motivates people that are gay or of the LGBTQ community for people of that community getting opportunities like that. But from a wrestling perspective... You, it's the norm. Mm -hmm. It's not you. It's not like, oh, why is this person, this gay person, getting a title shot? No, Sonny no. Kiss has been one of the most consistent, best performers in AEW since the start. He looked, and especially since yeah. these daily place shows that continue to happen. Because if you don't believe me, watch all the darks that him and Joey Janela right teamed together. Right, right. And I think that that was a reason. That was a big reason for them giving the title shot. Yeah. Stupid trivia question. Mm -hmm. Do you know why they paired the two up together? Oh, I just learned this. I don't. I can ask John Schuyler because he wrestled him. They are both Jersey City boys. Oh, I did I not know, know that. I figured that. I did know they were both from Jersey. I did not know that until he told me, and I was like, "Oh, it's really funny." Like you, like I've said numerous times that I have not watched a single episode of AEW, mm -hmm. but because I don't have cable. But what I'm telling you, I will watch highlights of someone I'm interested in. Oh, MJF, I just watch highlights. Jungle oh, Boy. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. how I keep up with it. Exactly. Yep. It's highlights. Exactly. It's easier. Plus with dark, my, I, like I watch dark because my a lot of my friends are on dark right now. Right, dude. I got. By the way, Serpentico. Dude, I love. Did you? He's so good. Oh my I'm god. Fist bump, bro. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I didn't know what that was. <laughs> I mean, y'all weren't on the same camera. So also, um, you know who else like was just, on there? What? Diamante. Yep. <coughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh, I didn't know she was gonna be on dark, and it like panned across. I'm like, Dilly, look who it is, dude. It's Diamante, and he's like. Yeah, you didn't know she had a match. I was like, no, we got to go watch it. And he was like, well, we'll watch it later. We didn't get to I watch it. I just had a match on this week's Dark Who? The Way or next week. I'll tell you later. 
Ooh. Hot goss. Yep. So Hot regardless goss. of the point, to answer the question and summarize real quick, mm-hmm. yes, the market has always been there yes. for LGBT audiences to watch because they're very, 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 very to the 10th exponential attractive men in the industry. <laughs> yeah. You can ask my friend E, who literally watched me stare at Caleb Conley's ass during the entire time at X16. <laughs> hey, I don't even Caleb, care. I don't, I don't even care if he watches this and never speaks to me again, unfriends me on Facebook. I don't care. <laughs> oh, he, he probably he won't care. He's gonna eat thank it up. you. Yeah. Probably. Go. Thanks, he works man. hard for that body. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. There has always been that audience there. You are not the first, and you definitely won't be the last. <laughs> won't be the last. I've known Caleb for twelve. Um, he'll 12 eat years. it up. Yeah, that's that's right up his alley, man. Uh, oh, that's great. But dude, and that's the thing I wanted to bring you on and get your personal opinion about it. And the thing is, the reason I chose Keelan is because he's very upfront. Yeah, he's very honest. I and literally he's not, just exposed myself. Yeah, and he's not <laughs> easily offended. And that's the thing. When I first met Keelan, I was, I didn't know, mm-hmm. but I was like, maybe. But within the first ten minutes. He blurted it out. And uh, I mean, that's how long it took for us to get comfortable with each other. And then I I tell the story all the time. Whenever he first came to a pay-per-view at our house and Patrick was there Mm -hmm. and I even said like, hey, I have somebody coming over and they're flamboyant. I wasn't warning for him because I knew he would be perfectly fine. And obviously Patrick, but I didn't know how other people would take yeah. it but as soon as he came in he was loved oh, yeah. immediately and everybody was like oh my god he's like fantastic hilarious yeah <laughs> thank you that was, that was my first thought was like i was like oh dude, my god he is gold <laughs> i could sit here and drink and listen to this oh guy yeah and he was in he talked about night. he talked about straight stuff and he talked about gay stuff and then we had to talk about apparently the Bobby. pittsburgh steelers <laughs> That wasn't until I wasn't it. there for that. That's that was a an debacle. That was, no, okay. I, I will say this to Wait, you. Be careful what you say right now because there was no, a no, lot of fine. no. It's fine. I have, rated stuff I have on the there. reputation. You, no, you're not a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Are no. You? Okay. New who? New new. No, new. my favorite team's in the NFC East, but I'm not going to say who they are. Okay. I have the reputation of the group of being the only one who has ever shut Bobby Malden down. <laughs> God, I missed it. You really did. Really you did. you it would was... have given me a giant hug because I have Probably. never heard a man go I mean, so mute Bobby, in my life. But it's just so funny. When I, you it was it was rough when oh. you. Left, I was like, oh my god! And even everybody's like, dude, shut up! And That's then Keelan first night four Hulk gloves. Like Hulk fist <laughs> in your room, so you just go out to the parking lot. Why do I have to be the one with Hulk gloves? We're trying because you're the Marvel geek. Oh, I thought you were going to call me a nerd. Oh, I was well, just going to say he's the nerd, leader. You're a nerdverse. <laughs> the, you're the leader. All right, yeah. cool. But, Fine. like, seriously, this needs to be a thing. Instead of people shooting everybody, everybody just, I'll buy stock in these these old school, like, <laughs> Soccer boppers. Yeah, soccer boppers. Yeah. Whoa. Dude, I just feel like those things would pop if somebody hit hard. Just one hard yeah. and pop, dude. Bam, but just get those hit foam Hulk oh. fist. Yeah. Go out in the parking lot and just beat the dog shit out of each other and then <laughs> you're good. Settled. Yeah, you're settled. Settled. That's you're kind good. of another thing that I enjoy about the wrestling business in general. Is like you can watch two men completely like I want to say manhandle, but that's not the word I'm trying to look for. Just like beat the actual dog shit out of each other mm-hmm. and then backstage just be like, Hey man. You okay? And very rarely it ever gets like too like queasy. Like like you're like, oh, this is ugly. Like UFC. Oh. So, like talking about queezing on uh, the vertebraker, oh, oh on on Sunny that Cody did. Mm-mm. I don't know he why li- Cody's doing a vertebraker. 
It was he didn't have his arms hooked right. It uh, looked weird the way he had it. Did you see the the bird breaker? I did. Oh, well, the, the what you're supposed to do with the bird breaker is let his arms go when you get about halfway. Yeah, through. and then you let them go so they can land more flat on their unless you're their back. Huh? Unless you're homicide. Unless you're, ho- <laughs> just, Unless you're Shane Helms and somehow you know murder. how to hit somebody oh, right oh, there in the shoulders. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. homicide homicide down would, drop. Homicide would grab their arms and like pull up. So they took it like right on the top of their shoulders. On the, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's uh, another guy that I love. It's homicide. Shane. Homicide. Yeah. So Shane that's Helms. what I'm saying. I, I really. Shane Helms had a ridiculous one. Dude. I think Helms probably had the best one. That's a guy I absolutely love. God, Did you ever see. Oh, wait. Sorry. This man. You talk about meeting somebody. I was literally standing like twenty feet from uh, from Helms, and I was literally like locked in. I was like, "Dude, it's the hurricane." And Patrick's like, "Is Shane?" He looks over and he goes, "What are you looking at?" And I was like, "It's the hurricane." And he goes, "Let's go meet him." I'm like good friends with him. I was like, "Nah, man, I'm good." He's like, "Come the hell on!" on. And I'm walking over there, and I'm I'm like a little kid. I'm like, and he's like, "Hey, Shane, uh, this is Dutch. He's a big fan, man. You know, whatever." Here he is. My buddies. Yeah, and then I'm just sitting there, and he goes, "Hey, what's up, man?" I'm like, "Hey, what's up?" And he's like, "Dude, he's such just, a good guy." Man. And I was like, "Great." I I didn't say anything. He's like, "So you want to want a picture?" So, so Dutch still has fangirl moments. <laughs> I, like, I do. Noted. I do. The only other person I probably would fangirl, I would probably, I, I would probably cry if I met Ultimo Dragon. You would cry. I would. Thinking about it, it's got me a little teary-eyed because that would be a pinnacle (laughs) moment of my life. See, for me, that's Zack Sabre Jr. and Finn Balor. I've said both of their names already. Hit me up. (laughs) Fun fact. Fun fact. Finn Balor shares my birthday and then Zack Sabre Jr.'s birthday is like two days after that, which is my mother's birthday, which is hilarious. What is it with you in knowing their birthdays? I cyberstalk them. They oh. are my favorites. <laughs> I'm honest. honest I'm upfront. Like, like, hey, he's honest. Anyway, back like to going it. on Shane Helms. Just like a fun thing. I don't know if you guys knew this, but uh, Shane Helms was actually on an episode of Say Yes to the Dress. Remember the TLC show? What? I did not Hit, like his fiance, like was getting a dress, and Shane Helms was there, and he ended up getting kicked out, which was funny <laughs> but, i believe it i didn't know that <laughs> it was really funny i remember watching it on hulu one day and i'm like shane holmes that sounds familiar and then i looked it up and i was like oh my god that is the freaking awesome. hurricane yeah. yeah if you ever please go watch the three count stuff you want to talk about oh, some hilarious. athletic it's fun stuff it's so fun. i remember one time they took those little circle boards and Hit somebody over the head. Mm-hmm. They, I think it was Goldberg, and he no sold it. It was like I'm like, well, that didn't. But the thing it was like thud. You could hear it. And you're like, damn. I tried the. Who have you ever fangirled out over? TJP. Oh. I fangirled over TJP. I fangirled over Tracer X before. Um, big Tracer fan. Big, big, big Tracer fan because of the way. Okay, so my favorite type of wrestler in general is a cocky. Of a cocky face, not even a cocky heel job or whatever. Cocky face who can sell as well as he can dominate. That's why I love Finn Balor. It's why I love Zack Sabre Jr. It's why I love Drew McIntyre, The Miz. Daniel Bryan, at some point, his heel persona Miz got sells mm, so well. His yeah. heel persona got boring. Um, what about that guy that fought Jason Cade at Monster Among Us? What about that guy? No one's talking about that piece of shit right now. <laughs> <laughs> I think the only. Really, the only person that I almost fangirled over, but he beat me to it, was Austin. Austin? Because, because I No, Steve Austin. Oh, Steve Austin. Got it, got I it. I walked in, and he was there, 
And I was like, oh, <gasps> I have my answer. Steve Austin. I have he, my answer. And Austin goes, Austin looks at me dead in the eye and goes, you're a big son of a bitch, aren't you? <laughs> and I was like, done. I was, I was <laughs> like, it. am my- I big? And he's like, yeah. He's like, you want a picture? And then I, I got the picture. It's on my Instagram at Patrick Wright 83, I think. No, P Price 2K. P Price. P Price 2K yeah. something. But uh, I, t- I was going to take the picture and I was like, and he goes, and I go, <laughs> so oh, my he's picture doing it, he's doing it. that I said to everybody with Austin, I'm going. <laughs> my mom's like, you couldn't do something else. I was like, I was peer pressured into it. Right. So Stone Cold Steve Austin. He if he did it, I have to do it. I have to do it. It's right. almost like it's, like, it's a you rule. Don't, yeah. You don't tell Stone Cold no. No. And that, like you don't not have we always get in this conversation where you know about with my grandfather when he was super sick and he was in hospice and I was like bawling my eyes out in Coda. I'm listen, and Kenny were like, hold on. Don't tell that story because I'm I'm gonna make a statement on this podcast. Oh, when we get to 100 patrons, okay, on Patreon, okay, Dutch will post the picture that we were never supposed to post. Oh man, I gotta go through my pictures. Yes, yes that is an awesome picture. But I had From, uh, with I'm crying. All my, parties involved that we just talked about. I'm crying. Do you want me to tell a story or wait? No. Okay, no, I'll wait. wait. Okay, so let's switch right, subjects. Go. Fangirl story. This man... This Chris, is what we're going to end with, so this make man, it good. This man, Dutch. Yeah, we're going to end it with this. When I went to the X16 tournament, <laughs> I went there super-duper-duper duper early because I had nothing better to do. And Dutch was like, yeah, you can come in. And Matt Seidel's oh, going to be there. Estonia. Oh. Matt Seidel's going to be there. Don't freak out. Fun fact, Matt Seidel, Evan Bourne, was the reason I started watching WWE in 2009. I'm a baby, by the way. I turned 21 next Saturday. Yes. Yeah, he is a baby. I am a baby. He I started watching. Earlier, I, was I, was, like... <laughs> I was watching in 2009, and Evan Bourne was the first person I really got like full on attached to. I was like, I want to hold on to this person and never let him go. And so during that entire time, they were just kind of like warming up the ring, and I was just like, okay, be cool. Be cool, be cool, be cool, be cool. The entire time. And I had my best friend E with me, and I was just holding his hand. I was like, I'm going to be cool. I'm going to be fine. And they kept going. And then, like, right before the actual card started, when everyone started, like, coming in, and, like, they had their tables, and they were selling, I went up to Matt, and I said, you are my biggest inspiration to become a wrestler. I love you so much. You started, like, you started me loving wrestling. And he was like, thank you, you know, whatever. And then... I went back to my seat and I sat there and I was trying not to have an, an intense screaming match with myself <laughs> because I literally just met my childhood idol. This was like top of list. Like we have the people who are on my list now, but like this was top of list of like 10 year old Keelan mm-hmm. and the card ends and I walked back up to his table and I said, Hey, I was trying to dumb it down earlier because I didn't want to sound like a massive fangirl, <laughs> but <laughs> I really want a picture with you. And now that you're sweaty, I just want to add like a little bit of extra <laughs> to the picture. And so he ended up doing his little pose thing, yeah. whatever. Yep. But I swear I wanted that man to wrap his arm around me so bad. <laughs> <laughs> but I was having an intense fangirl moment Love from it. like 4 p.m. to 10 p.m. Oh. And then when I got my picture, I was like, oh, my God, I got a picture with Matt Seidel. Like this was real. I actually met him. Oh, that's so fantastic. That's awesome. It was a good one. Yeah, we on. can't. Yeah, yeah. Can't, we, we have to get off now. That, we're all so. we're way over. Way over. Well, Sorry, it was a good not. podcast, Keelan. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Thank you for having me. I love doing this. I just love to talk. <laughs>
Well, we yeah, all do. We That's do why too. we do it. That's why we do it. <laughs> Feel free so, to have me on again. I have no plans. I have no friends. It depends. We'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. What <laughs> we're not friends. What are we? Chop liver. We'll, we'll agree to a to a recall. It was a callback. That's what she call back. Callback. We'll agree to a callback. After we see the numbers, <laughs> okay, that's fair. It's going to be like five I'm million. We're like, yeah. bring them on! Be, yeah. <laughs> it was our new, our new co-host. <laughs> All right, guys. So, highspotswrestlingnetwork.com, patreon.com backslash WF show. Check out the new. Well, it's not newly. It's been redesigned for a while. Revamp. Wrestlingopenforum.com. Uh, yeah. So, you got to throw it to Keelan first for Keelan. You're oh, for Keelan. I'm Dutch. For Dutch, I'm Patrick. For both of y'all, I'm Keelan and also super gay. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Appreciate Wrestling it. Wrestling Up Informed Show. Thank you for checking it out. Thank you.